How quickly do you ask for help? I have this misconception about wisdom that the more I grow, the wiser I become, the less I'm going to ask for help because I'm pretty much going to be able to figure out stuff on my own. I think it comes from childhood where I was asking a bunch of questions and I had this vision that when I become an adult, I'm going to know how to do everything and I'm not going to need anyone's help. And that sounds ridiculous, obviously, but it's stuck a little bit. I have this picture that as I grow in wisdom, I'm going to be able to figure stuff out. And it's really refreshing from the scriptures that that's not how divine wisdom works at all. In fact, it works the opposite. The wiser we grow, the quicker we are to ask for help because wisdom is not about figuring everything out. Wisdom is about knowing our limitations and leaning on others for help. We know this because the wisest king of Israel was King Solomon. And the very first thing that he did when he got supernatural wisdom from the Lord was ask for help. First Chronicle, Second Chronicles chapter 1, the Lord appears to him in a dream, opens the door of divine blessing. Solomon, you can have whatever you want. The young king asks not for money or power, but he asks for wisdom and knowledge. He sees all of Israel and he's like, I need help. I need wisdom. The Lord is so pleased with his humble request that he says, I'm going to make you wiser than any king who has come before you or after, and I'm also going to throw in power and wealth as well. This is how King Solomon enters into his throne in Second Chronicles chapter 2. Now, remember, King David wanted to build a temple, but David uh, shed so much blood and war that the Lord said his son was going to build a temple. That was King David's task. King David needed to subdue all of the Philistines and all the enemies around Israel, and he did that. He ushered in this era of peace, shalom, for his son Solomon. That's what Solomon means, peace, shalom. And so Solomon's daunting task as he stepped into the throne was not to subdue the nations around Israel, but it was to build this temple, this great house for the Lord. So in verse one, it says that Solomon purposed to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. Now, how is the wisest king going to do this? If he's wiser than any king who has come before or after, is he going to go just do it all himself? That's the misconceived view of wisdom. And it's not how Solomon operates. Now, the very first thing he does is he asks for the help of 153,600 people. Solomon assigned 70,000 men to bear burdens and 80,000 to quarry in the hill country, and 3,600 to oversee them. Solomon sent word to Hiram, the king of Tyre, as you dealt with David, my father, and sent him cedar to build himself a house to dwell in, so deal with me. And he asks Hiram, king of Tyre, to send a bunch of resources so that he can build the temple. Now, this is amazing. He gets this divine wisdom, supernatural wisdom. Solomon, you're going to be wiser than anyone who's come before you or after. And what does Solomon do with it? He asks for help. We see here, Hiram, the king of Tyre, responds to Solomon. I think it's really telling how Hiram, king of Tyre, responds because it was a very vulnerable thing to do for a new king of Israel to send a letter to a neighboring nation and say, hey, I need help. But how does Hiram, king of Tyre, respond? He doesn't see it as a sign of weakness. He sees it as a sign of wisdom. He responds to Solomon and says, because the Lord loves his people, he has made you king over them. This is now verse 12. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who made heaven and earth, who has given King David a wise son, who has discretion and understanding, who will build a temple for the Lord and a royal palace for himself. In this request for help, the king of Tyre, Hiram, sees discretion in Solomon. Now, what kind of discretion does he have? Yes, wisdom comes with a discretion to know between whether we should go right or left, to know between good or evil. But the discretion that Solomon is, is displaying here is actually the discretion to know his limitations, to know what he ought to be doing 
and to know what other people can be doing. And this is a type of discretion that comes with wisdom. As we grow in wisdom, we actually see our limitations and we lean quickly on others for help. I think of Proverbs 11 too, when it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. And there's something drawn out in that proverb that the proud try to do it all on their own. They keep going and going and going until they meet their limitations, not by choice, but by force of life. And then they fall on their face. But with the humble is wisdom. There's a a humility that comes with wisdom and a wisdom that comes with humility that as we go on, we actually see our limitations ahead of time. And instead of meeting them by force through life, we actually see them ahead of time and have that discretion to know, no, this is what I should be doing. And this is where I can quickly lean on help. Now, Hiram, king of Tyre, says, I've sent a skilled man who has understanding, Hiram Abi, the son of a woman of a daughter of Dan, and his father was a man of Tyre. He is trained to work in gold, silver, bronze, iron, stone, and wood, and in purple, blue, and crimson fabric, and, and fine linen, and to do all sorts of engraving, and execute any design that may be assigned him with your, with your craftsmen, the craftsmen of my lord, David, your father. What Hiram Abi is going to be able to do, this man sent from Hiram, king of Tyre, He's going to be able to take all of Solomon's vision and be able to execute it in the building of the temple. Think about it. It was only because Solomon asked for help that Hiram sent Hiram Abi to help. It was only by asking for help that David was able, or Solomon was able to take his vision and then bring it into fruition through a craftsman that the Lord sent. And for us, And I know for myself, sometimes we can get this picture that, okay, if I have the vision, then I have to bring it into fruition. If I have the call, then I have to carry it all on my shoulders. If I have the responsibility, then I have to figure it out. And this has applications in spiritual, vocational, family domains, relational domains, But in every single realm of our life, the wisdom of God shows first actually in humility and humbly acknowledging that we are not the full body of Christ, but we are a part. Think about it. There is no one member of the body that is meant to do everything, but we are actually each members of the body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us. And in that way, just like Solomon, through the wisdom of God, we have to lean on others for help. And actually, the wiser we grow, if 2 Chronicles 2 shows us the wisdom of God, and it does, the wiser we grow will be actually more quick to say, hey, I need help. To call upon Hiram king of Tyre, and in calling upon Hiram king of Tyre, we find Hiramavis sent to us. I know these are complex, like a... these don't quite roll off the tongue, uh, Hiramabi, but we'll find helpers, craftsmen sent to us, people that God appoints to us. And whenever we refuse to do that, we actually deprive ourselves of the Hiramabis, of the, the helpers that God wants to send to bring our vision into fruition, to help us fulfill the call that God has given, uh, to take what is on our shoulders as our responsibility and help bear that load. And we can also do the same for others. Hey, thanks for joining Liveful Daily. If you'd like to sign up to receive the daily newsletter, go to livefull.org slash daily. And if you'd like to support Liveful Ministries, go to livefull.org slash give.